want to thank Janine for that special number. Uh, we really appreciate that. Thanks for reminding us of how precious our relationship is with Jesus. The privilege is mine at this time to welcome our KKVV listeners are listening on the 1060 AM dial, and also to those who are watching live online at www.abundantlifelv.org. Indeed, it's a privilege to have you, and we trust that one day you'll make your way out here to Vegas to fellowship with us. We are still located at 1720 North J Street, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89106. We're thrilled, particularly today, to have a visiting speaker. And I am going to do things a little different today. I'm going to invite uh, Elder Moore to come forward. And I'm going to do it a little different so that you get a chance to represent yourself so that you can share, and I won't be too biased, amen? All right, so you use this mic right here. Now, I don't think that, I don't think or believe that the wife is an afterthought, amen? But that she is precious, and that is, uh, the wife is your lifeline almost in ministry. Your partner. Honestly, I can't imagine ministry without Rosa. I just couldn't. That's my precious. So I'd like you to introduce to us your precious. We have with us uh, Elder Moore. And I want you first to introduce your precious to us. Okay, well, we're delighted to have. I'm delighted to have uh, for 33 years. Uh, this lovely wife uh, of mine by my side, Sister Joyce Rory Moore. And uh, she's with me today, supporting me in spite of being in pain herself. She's dealing with a sciatic nerve issue, but she was willing to take that flight and sit, and she's been sitting, so you may see her go and come, but uh, I'm delighted. Gonna ask you to just at least stand and look around. Uh, this is... Sister Joyce, and I'm blessed. Uh, she's been with me 33 years, and she hasn't left me yet, <laughs> in spite of who I am and what I am. So um, I'm grateful to have her with us. We are very sensitive about our marriages here at Abundant Life, and we are excited that the Lord has blessed you with 33 years. Tell us a little about your family. Um, any children? Yes, we have three children. The oldest is Christian, he's 29. He works for the division. He's uh, an accountant, he's back in Maryland, anticipating a wedding date uh, real soon. Praise God. I think September. Our uh, middle son is Willis, he's in South Korea. He's teaching in one of the language schools there. He's a dean at one of the elementary schools. And we're grateful for, this is his second year, second term. And then my youngest, or our youngest, is Rebecca. 
She's our daughter. She's at home. Uh, she's attending the University of Washington and studying communications. Wonderful. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, now, I know some of us did not have the opportunity as ministers to have a prolific background like yourself. Tell us a little bit of uh, what, what profession you came out of. I'm sure some of our professionals here would like to hear that. And a little about your background in ministry. Um, I, uh, I go uh, back a no little pressure, bit. No pressure, no yeah. pressure. Um, I was a police officer for a number of years. I have uh, a bachelor's degree in criminology and associates in law enforcement. And we were law enforcement officers, police officers. I trained and taught criminology at the police academy as well as at the local community college for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. And in the interim, while I was doing that, I was also a lay pastor, local leader for a small church in South Carolina. My wife and I were living in Charlotte, North Carolina. We were pastoring in South Carolina, my hometown. And uh, finally, about the same year my youngest daughter was born, I felt impressed to go to seminary, which I should have done years before. And um, so we did our tenure there in the seminary. Mm -hmm. And um, then we went to uh, Northwest. Seattle area. And, and you've been how long in the Northwest pastoring and ministry in general? Uh, about 19 years, I believe it is, uh, out in the Seattle, Ferndale district, was where we started out with three church district, and then down to Seattle proper with uh, the Maranatha church, and then later to another two church district, and, uh, which was Burien and West Seattle, and then we worked and combined those churches, sold those buildings, bought another building, which we celebrated uh, and burned the mortgage last July. And uh, so we're trying Amen. to fill it now, but that's where we are. Amen. want to thank you for that. One thing he did not mention to you is that he received his uh, doctoral uh, degree from the Fuller uh, University. And so we have a doctor with us today. And, of course, certainly he received his Master of Divinity from our Adventist school at Andrews uh, University. What is, if you could say in a sentence, uh, Dr. Moore, what is your philosophy of ministry? And then I'll have you sit down, we have the music, and you preach. He's tying me up, and I'm going to say it simply. It is very deep, but it is Christian growth. Christian growth. If you aren't growing, uh, well, Christian growth, I'll leave it. Amen. Thank you so much, and welcome to the Abundant Life Church, community, and family. I just want to let you know, as it's said here many times, we love great preaching. May the Lord be with you and bless you. Thank you. Before we hear from Dr. Bob Moore, we will once more be favored by a special selection, after which you'll hear from our speaker, Hear Ye Him. Longed 
Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Sister for that beautiful rendition. And while you're in the spirit, I'm going to do something very unorthodox. So I confess. So forgive me. And while the pianist is still playing, I'm going to ask these young people who are from our Christian Academy, from the School of the Prophets, and they're in their costumes, they're in the aisle, and they have the look of, we want to go and get out of our bumblebee outfit. And any boy who is in a bumblebee outfit in church before his pals takes a lot of courage. And anybody who is looking like a flower around the head, flower petals, and a chicken. We got a chicken. So while they come forward, they have a little, a little something they want to say to you. So oblige them, would you? Can you say amen? amen. Thank you. from the Abundant Life Christian Academy. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. We'd like to invite you to our very own Springing Into Praise celebration. Please mark your calendars and come support us on May 9th, Wednesday at 7 p.m. at Abundant Life Christian Academy. We are just a few of the beautiful creatures that God made, but you'll see a lot more of us when you come to join us on May 9th. So I hope you took photos of this because when they grow up, they're going to ask some questions <laughs> about being a cardinal and a bumblebee and a chicken. Praise God. They did that for you. And I hope that you got the message. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to have the principal share just a kind word right now. And I will be very brief. Happy Sabbath, everyone. We have been promoting uh, our school and our concert, as you just saw. So we're just asking that you will pray for the children. We're asking that you will please join us on Wednesday 
Wednesday night at 7 p.m., 7 p.m. for our concert as we continue to raise funds to increase the technology in our school. And again, uh, I thank the pastor and thank you for the, the manner in which we did this, but we were coming from another uh, church and we were working on it in, in essence, and so here's where we are and we thank you so very much. Please continue to support the children. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. At this time, we will sing one stanza of that good old hymn, set our thoughts on high, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Could you help me, ladies? Could you help me? Help me with that. Hel help us. Help us right now. Amen, because amen. Amen. in your hymnals. Let's sing it together because you know it. Let's sing it prayerfully. sight. Show us whatever part of your glory we can contain. Enlighten the spiritual eyes of our hearts so that we may know the hope you called us to. The riches that you've lavished on us. Now gracious God, Make thyself known to us. We want to see Jesus only. Thy will be done. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, it is a joy to be with you. How are we doing with the mic? Am I I'm okay? I'll assume that I am, and I just will proceed. I did. Let's make sure that 
I'm just talking so you'll get it. I want to, first of all, uh, give God honor for blessing us to be able to have this opportunity to come to abundant life and to be here with you. I'm grateful that uh, Elder Anterseer uh, invited me, asked me if I would consider uh, being on a list of uh, pastors that you are considering and working with. And uh, then he asked me if I would be willing to come and to share with you. And so uh, I'm thankful, I'm humbled uh, by the invitation. Thank you. Uh, it's been a privilege to get to know uh, your pastors here. And so I appreciate the, the wonderful things that are happening with the school and under the leadership of uh, Pastor Holiday and uh, also your interim pastor. Pastor Lee Wards, uh, just a delight to be able to spend some time with him yesterday and walking around your, your, your lovely facility and getting to know some of the people on staff here, the teachers, and uh, just good to be around for a little while. And uh, I was here this morning early. It was my intent to be early, and I came for early morning prayer. And I just have one question as it relates to that. Where were you? Um, even at that uh, wonderful hour of the morning, uh, a dear sister gave me some wonderful information. She said to me, uh, Preacher, we're normally out at 1 o'clock. So, just to go on record, I, it's 12.20, uh, 12.18. 12, but I didn't fly down here to turn around and go back. I, uh, I came to preach. I most times prefer preach, teach, but today I feel like I want to preach. And so I'm going to preach, and whatever the Holy Ghost decides to do, uh, I'm going to be pleased with it. Even if it's 2 o'clock, uh, I'm going to let him lead. Um, I read a little antidote some time ago. handicap me. That's what I'm going to need. Uh, okay. Um, Pastor Duck, pastoring the Duck Baptist Church, had a sermon he preached. And uh, he told the folk, um, I have three points in my sermon. Uh, point one, uh, you are a duck. Point two, you have wings. And point three, you can fly. Okay, so Pastor Duck commenced to preaching. He had three points in his sermon. Three points. You are a duck. You have wings. And you can fly. He preached like the Baptist brethren do. He tore up the pulpit. Folk had a good time. And when they were leaving, they said to him, Pastor Duck, what a marvelous sermon. You just really showed out today. The Lord blessed us. And they had all these congratulatory remarks. And, 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 and then they all walked home. <laughs> you all didn't get what I said. <laughs> I'm not here because I need exercise. And I'm praying that as we speak the word, 
that you will inculcate it and that something will translate in your heart and mind and that you will be different as a result of hearing the message today. So I invite you to pray with me as we move forward on the sermon entitled, If You Knew. If You Knew. And to do that, I want to go to one of my favorite books, which is uh, the book of John. And today, I'm going to use the King James Version. I thought I would be safe if I did that. I like the ESV and the RSV, but I thought I would be safe if I came with King James. Am I all right? Am I in good company? Okay, so we'll work with King James today. Chapter 4 is where I want to be. We're looking at a very familiar story to you uh, in John chapter 4, the woman at the well. Let me read a few verses of this pericope, and then we will proceed and see what the Lord has in store for us. Beginning at verse 4, the Bible says, And he must needs go through Samaria. Someone in Sabbath school lesson this morning was talking. Sabbath school said, first thing folk ask when you ask them to take you home is where do you live? They don't want to go out of their way. You all didn't hear that. But Jesus goes out of his way because going from Judea down to uh, Jerusalem, or where he was going there, uh, uh, it was out of his way to go through Samaria. And so he went through Samaria. Verse 5. Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Joseph's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour, about noon. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, Now it is, is it, how is it that thou being a Jew, Asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest, if you knew, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink. Thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Oh, I love her response. The woman said unto him, Sir, <laughs> uh, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou this living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst 
but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Ah, listen to this. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not neither come hither to draw. Sir, give me this water. If you knew, do you ever remember saying something equivalent to, if I knew then what I know now? Supposing that your life would be different, perhaps a different career, perhaps a, a more education or a, a different spouse or maybe no spouse at all. Knowledge makes a difference. Ellen White, in reviewing Harold, uh, March 92, intimates, she says that if you knew God, if you were truly converted, you would not take pleasure in the sinful things. The fear of God would be upon you. And as you look to Calvary, the hateful character of transgression would be revealed to you. And you would see the great love whereof God has loved you. And you would not have a disposition to sin. If you knew God, she says. This text, if you knew, suggests or presupposes two things this morning. One, that if you knew better, you would do better. It suggests that if you knew Jesus as it is your privilege to know him, that we would do things differently. We would not follow the dictates of our carnal nature and passions. In the Greek language, there is a sentence construction which has a subordinate clause and a main clause. Greek grammarians would call it a second class conditional sentence in which the speaker assumes that the condition in the practosis, uh, the subordinate clause, is untrue, have not been met, not fulfilled, not realized, or not reached, if you knew. It shows possibilities that have not been met. Now, the main clause, the apodosis, which states what would have been true in the event that the practosis had been true, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. The if being a participle of conditionality, provided that, supposing that, conceding that, on the assumption that, if that two-letter word, if, a distressing monosyllable, pregnant with potential and power, with mystery and meaning, with doubt and uncertainty, 
See, all of this sets up the presupposition that if you knew better, that you would do better. James 4.17 says that to him that knoweth to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. Yea, it is foolishness. Luke 12, 47, we read it in the text earlier this morning, that uh, the servant which knew his master's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to that will, shall be beaten with many stripes. There's something that inherent that comes along with knowledge. Now, what I w would like for you to do with me is traverse with me down uh, Iffy Avenue for a few moments. Uh, as we explore the great possibilities of knowing Christ, if you knew. As we discover the latent potential in uh, developing a relationship with him, allow our minds to take wings, if you will, uh, and fly and soar with me along Iffy Avenue. Now here we are. We are on a train track. We just got off Iffy Avenue now. We're walking. You're with me. We're on the train track. We hear the roar of the train's engines. We see the white puffs of smoke soaring from the, into the air from the stack of this engine, from its pipes. And, and we feel the vibrations on the track. We may even hear a toot on the horn. Are you with me? Now. One just might presuppose that if you knew that a train was coming, you would get off the track. Are, are you with me? I'm saying if you knew. One would presuppose that you would get off the track if a train was coming. Work with me now. Work with me. If, I'm just presupposing now. Don't throw anything at me. But if you knew health reform, one just might presuppose that you would practice it. I'm not saying you know it. I'm saying if you knew health reform, if you knew the spiritual condition of the one sitting next to you, one would presuppose that you would intercede more earnestly for him or her and you would not gossip so much about him or her if you really knew their spiritual condition. If you knew, help me Holy Ghost, that there is a Sabbath in every week, one just might presuppose that you would start getting ready today at sunset uh, instead of waiting till next Friday night. I'm presupposing. You, you're still with me, right? We're, we're just walking together. Uh, if you knew, oh, help me, Holy Ghost, the saving power, the transforming power, the redeeming power, the cleansing power of God, one would just presuppose that you would tell some weary, wayworn soul if you knew. You see, I'm not saying you know these things. passage in heavenly places page 153 says something like this it is a principle of justice that the guilt of the sinner shall be proportionate to the knowledge given but not used or used in the wrong way 
Each will be judged by the light given him or her. Are you still with me? Uh, God designed that you should cherish as sacred the light given to you. And if you have something, some knowledge, he expects for you and me to put it in practice. And so when we don't do these things, one must assume we don't know. And the pen of inspiration, if I may use that phrase here, says to us in the beginning, I read it to you, that if we knew God, then we would actually live converted lives. Say with me, now, don't leave me yet. If, if you knew that only the pure in heart shall see God, that the Bible poses this question, who shall, who, who shall be able to stand in his holy place? And then it answers, he that hath a clean hands and pure heart, he who has not lift up his soul to vanity, that, that one, that's who shall be able to stand. If you knew that a man must give, and a woman, must give an account of every idle word spoken, one just might presuppose that you would be more careful when you open your mouth. If you knew <laughs> Uh, that your neighbor was in need, Sabbath school teacher. That's what we were talking about this morning. If you knew that your neighbor was in need, one might presuppose that you would assist without being asked or even begged. If you knew they were in need, why must folk always ask? You got to let them humble themselves to ask you. You know he or she needs a ride? I wish I had some folk with me this morning. Why can't you say, brother, sister, I'm going yonder way, but I don't mind. I'll go that way if you need a ride. If you knew. <laughs> if you knew, walk with me, that, that, that God meets with God's people on Sabbath morning to relieve their burdens, to restore their joy, to purge their sin, to fill their souls, one would presuppose that you would be in church every Sabbath morning on time. The operative word is on time. But if you knew that God was handing out blessings, ooh, somebody ought to pray for me. You know, when, 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 when Jesus was at, at this home, you have to read it in the book of Mark, it was so crowded, and there's still room here. It was so crowded they could not get in. But they had some folk who knew the potential of Jesus. And it was their faith that go by and pick up their brother and bring him on a cart. Are you with me? And they tore off the roof. Are you like roof? Which, which way? Anyway, they, they tore off the roof and they let him down. My point is the house was full because they knew Jesus was there. And if you knew that Jesus was here on Sabbath morning at 830 for early morning prayer. And you at home just dragging out of bed. And then when the saints come dragging in at 1215. If 
if you knew, I better move on. If you knew that Jesus was coming soon, soon, one would presuppose that you would be less concerned about your outward appearance. The putting on of apparel, you know, the fresh complexion stuff, the skin brightener, the spot remover, the olive oil, the false fingernails, the somebody else's hair, all of that kind of stuff. Buying Tybo and taking yoga exercises videos and trying to get your body all in shape, fit and feisty and fabulous, but no faith. As if you don't know that the Lord is not a mere man. He's not concerned with how you shake and wiggle and throw your hair. He is more concerned about the inward adorning, the hidden person of the heart, a meek and a quiet spirit. If you knew, <laughs> if you knew the gift of God, one would presuppose that you would come into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. Peons, exultant shouts of praise. Lift up your voice in adoration. Uh, close your lips in reverence. And if you must whisper, whisper a prayer. Kneel down and worship God. Glorify God with your offerings. Exalt God with your exuberant shouts of hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you knew <laughs> that time does not last always and that time is winding down, one would think that you would get right and stay right, but it appears that we are waiting for the right time and the right circumstances. We want to come to the right church uh, on the right Sabbath to hear the right sermon, to hear the right preacher, uh, to be, uh, uh, we, we want the right choir to sing the right song all before we have a right relationship with Jesus. But too many are looking for the right workshop, the right seminar before they get right. Many are looking for the right book by the right author to strike the right note. We're waiting for the right crusade and the right evangelist. But the right time is right now to respond to the gift of God. Jesus planned to save this wretch of a woman. John 4, we were talking about. He says, I must need go through Samaria. When you look at the map, you see Judea and you see Galilee. Uh, in that path, uh, Samaria is not in the path. Jesus has to go out of his way. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. <laughs> Jesus has to go out of his way. And Jesus, listen to me carefully now. Jesus goes to Jacob's well and he sits there and he waits for this woman to show up, to show up. He knows she's coming. Jesus has a, uh, a divine appointment and he arrives early. Before the deacon opens up the doors, Jesus is already here. He didn't need a key. He just walked on in and was waiting for the congregation to get here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus goes to the well. He sits on the well, and he is just waiting for this woman to show up because this is his mission for the day. 
listen to this. Listen to me very carefully. If you don't get anything else, get this. Jesus places himself in our path so that our paths must cross. And he waits until the appropriate moment to get our attention. You see, Jesus doesn't need our tithe and offering. Uh, are you with me? He doesn't need it. No, 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 no. Uh, my, my, my Bible tells me that the world is his. The cattle upon a thousand hills belong to him. He doesn't need what you have in your pocket. But he says in Malachi 3.10, bring you all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be room in my house, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, he does ask us to bring it, but he knows that if he asks for your money, he'll get your attention. He doesn't need it. <laughs> uh, he just wants to get your attention. That's why he says, look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, and be ye saved. He wants you to look to him. God doesn't need deacons or elders and clerks and preachers and Sabbath school teachers. He's God all by himself. And if he took a notion, he could raise up a few stones to talk. Uh, 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 he, he doesn't need us, but he knows that if he doesn't give you a position, you won't come to church. Yeah, and, and one, one thing that frustrates me so much is dealing with a nominating committee. And somebody have the audacity to say to me, well, maybe we need to give them a job so they can come to church. They ain't coming now. We going to give them responsibility and a job and hope they're going to come? If that's the only reason you come to church, stay home. What has God done for me? Uh, he's blessed me this week. I'm going to his house. I'm going to worship him. I know he's going to be there. It's, at a, it's a divine appointment, and I'm not going to miss it. Oh, praise God. He doesn't need preachers, but I'm so glad he called me anyhow. If he hadn't called me as a preacher, I don't know where I'd be. He doesn't need me, but I'm here. He's always trying to get our attention. It reminded me of that old farmer. You know, he had a mule. You probably heard of it. The mule didn't want to plow. Some of you southern folk know what I'm talking about, about plowing. Those mule just would not plow. And so the farmer called the veterinarian, come out here and look at this mule. And, and the veterinarian came out and checked him out, looked him over uh, from, from, from stem to stern, if you please, and, and checked him out. He couldn't find a thing wrong with him. And the farmer went over and picked up a two before. And whap, hit him upside the head with the two before. The, 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 uh, that was a veterinarian. The farmer says, wait, wait a minute, what, what are you trying to do? I didn't ask you to come and kill my mule. I want you to help me. He says, I'm going to help him, but I got to get his attention first. Sometimes God has to get our attention with the two before. We don't reach up until we get way down. But when he gets our attention, then he can talk to us. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Jesus wanted to get the Samaritan woman's attention. So he asked her for a drink of water. Now, mind you, Jesus didn't need the Samaritan woman to give him water. 
Yet she has, she has the unmitigated gall, the audacity, if you please, the nerve to say to him, the well is deep and you ain't got nothing to draw with. This is Jesus. Jesus didn't need a bucket to get water from a hundred foot well. He is the well maker. Uh, David said that the sea is his and he made it. She asked, are you better than our father Jacob who gave us the well? Jesus could have said, ego and me. I am. I am the one who turned the water in Egypt to blood. I am the one who divided the Red Sea, uh, holding back billions of tons of water with the breath of my nostrils so that Israel could walk through on dry ground. I am the same God who gave a murmuring, complaining, stiff-necked, thirsty, bewildered, insatiable, uh, sinful fugitives from Egypt water from a rock. I am the same God who makes bitter water sweet. I am the same God who talks to water and it lies down upon the bosom of my gentle command. I am the same God who walks on water. I am the same God who performed the first miracle as the God-man to turn water into wine. I am the same God who is able to hold back your salty tears and with the towel of compassion to dry your weeping eyes. I am, I am. I don't need a bucket to get water from a well. That's what he could have told her. In fact, she never does give him water. <laughs> Isn't it something else? She left that empty water jar. I'll come back to that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, 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 but if you knew the gift of God. Now, what is the gift? Somebody had to pray for me. I'm looking at the clock but it's okay. Y'all pray with me. What is the gift of God? James 1.17 says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. 2 Corinthians 9.15 tells us, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. Romans 6.23 tells us, but the gift of God is eternal life. 1 John 5.11 and 12 tells us, this is the record that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, and he that hath the Son hath life. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, do you know who I'm talking about this morning? Uh, 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 the Samaritan woman did not know him. She didn't know who she was talking to. Sounds like some of us when we get down on our knees to pray. We act like God, don't, we, we don't know who we're talking to. We got to rehearse to God exactly where the pain is. Somebody help me. You got to give the exact address of Sister Louise that lives over on, uh, on Harpsichord Avenue. You, know. you don't have to give God all the details. He already knows. You're talking to God. She didn't know who she was talking to. You see, the ignorance of God, more or less culpable, is the reason why many remain unblessed when blessings are within their reach. Thou would have asked of him, him, Ephesians 3.20, him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. We need to have some religion of I know. Yeah. 
Uh, this is the only powerful and vital and aggressive religion. Yet so many have only a dim, impalable, I hope so, maybe so, I trust so kind of religion. All dubious and intangible and unstable. We need to, to be like the blind man of John chapter 9 uh, when he was asked, uh, uh, who do you say that, that, that he is? Uh, he refused to quiver with them, the Pharisees, uh, over the trivial, trivial things and the cavil matters about which he knew nothing. He based his testimony on indisputable evidence of his personal encounter with Jesus. Are you with me this morning? He said, I don't know which way he went. I think he's a prophet. Now, whether he's a sinner or not, I ain't in his business. Y'all didn't get that. I ain't all up in his grill. I don't know. I don't know if he's a sinner or not. But let me tell you something I do know. <laughs> uh, he changed my life. He made me whole. He gave me a new start. Once I was blind, but now I see. And I have to agree with the blind man this morning. There are some things I don't know about Jesus. <laughs> but let me tell you what I do know. <laughs> when I looked for him, he was there. When I called on him, he was there. When I needed him, he was there. Uh, just when I need him most. Jesus is near. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Ready to help me. He's helping me now. Ready to cheer. Giving for burdens, pleasures anew. For all my sorrows, giving a song. Just when I needed him most, Jesus was there. When I didn't know him, he was there. When I didn't trust him, he was there. When I didn't serve him, he was there. When I didn't even believe him, he was there. Thanks be to God. And the woman at the well didn't know him. She didn't know who she was talking to. If you knew, says Jesus, who I am, you would ask of me living water. And I would give it to you. Woo. You have not because you ask not. You waver in your faith. You don't believe it, so why you even ask? Get up off your knees. I was just reading an uh, illustration the other day about uh, Mueller. Uh, you, you've heard him in his prayer. He, he and the captain had a problem on their boat. And he was, he was saying he would go down and pray. And the captain said, I'll come along with you. And Mueller prayed. And the captain had all this doubt and was about to pray. And Mueller said, no, don't you even bother. You don't even believe. God has already answered. And sure enough, God answered the prayer. Because Mueller had the faith. He believed that God would, in fact, do it. The woman desired, her, her desire for Jesus, her desire for this living water was awakened. She never had what Jesus was offering. Running from one man to another. From one bad scenario to another. Jumping from the pan into the fire. But hear her plaintive cry. Jesus says to her now, if you knew, <laughs> listen, that, that's a that's sweet little word, if, I mean, that, that, that if is pregnant, if you knew, and, and, and now hear her plaintive cry predicated on the if, because Jesus says, if you knew who I was, you would ask of me, and I would give it to you. Woo. One of my, my, my favorite texts, I didn't have my notes. So you all, most time I get out of my notes, but you all pray for me. 
my favorite text is Romans 8, 32. And it says that he that has given us his son, how shall he not with him also freely give, give us all things? Now, do you believe that God gave his son? I, I want to see your hands. Do you believe that God gave Jesus? And Jesus died. You put him down. Now, if God did that, do you think he won't help you pay the rent? Now, I, I, I'm talking about a, a, a God uh, who, who owns everything. And he gave you his only begotten son. How shall he not with him also freely give you all things, whatever it is you need? And so she's now uh, basing this on her faith that if, uh, if there, is, and I hear, hear her cry now, if there is a transcendent life which I can gain in my present circumstance, if I can have an alternative perspective on tragedy, if I can overcome despair, if I can feel a love that will not let me go, if I can experience a joy that the world cannot give, that the world cannot take, Please, sir, give me this water. I want it. I need it. I got to have it. If there is victory beyond the pain, if there is life beyond death, if there is hope beyond uh, the grave, if there is love beyond the sick fluctuations of human emotions, please, sir, give me this water. If I can be strong on the inside so that I can deal with the mess on the outside, if I can lose money but not lose money, meaning. If I can lose youth but not lose my mind, if I can look into the mirror and see that the outward man is perishing but know that the inward man is being renewed day by day by day, please, sir, give me this water. I want it. I need it. I, need, I have to have it. I want a joy that will not leave if my boyfriend does. I want a joy not predicated on my circumstances. I want a joy not dependent on what my wife does, uh, uh, my spouse. Uh, I want a joy that will stay with me even if my car is repossessed. I want a joy that will stick with me if my home goes into foreclosure. I want a job. I, I, I want a joy that will be with me even if I get a pink slip on my job. I want a joy that does not rest upon the decisions that my children make. I want a joy that does not reside in earthly things or emotions. Uh, she's got what, and she got what she wanted, and she went running with it. And she forgot about that empty jar. <laughs> ah. I tell you this morning, if you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, <laughs> let Jesus come into your heart. I said, if you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come into your heart. Your sins he'll wash away. Your night, he'll turn today. Your heart, he'll make it over 
anew. And then he will come in and stay. So if you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come into your heart. Uh, and this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. All that we need to know and can know of God is revealed in the life and character of the great teacher, Jesus Christ. 493, like the woman at the well. Everything we need rests in Jesus. Now, you will forgive me if somewhere, I, I just feel like I need to make an introduction. Because there may be somebody here that just don't know who he is. And Jesus has placed himself intentionally today in this path. Woo, I love that notion. It's just not in this story. But you remember the blind man, Bartimaeus? He, he strategically placed himself on that road coming out of Jericho because he knew Jesus was coming by. <laughs> uh, it wasn't just some happenstance. You remember that little short man, that wee little man, Zacchaeus? Oh, Zacchaeus was wise. He says, I can't get to him for some of these church folk in my way. So Zacchaeus ran ahead, climbed up in a tree because he knew Jesus was going to pass that way. And I'm just of the notion that Jesus has stopped by here today. And somebody doesn't know what he looks like. That somebody is not familiar with him. So I'm going to introduce him. Is that all right? I'll get the alphabet to help me. You see, to know him is to believe him. To believe him is to love him. And to love him is to serve him. So now let me tell you who he is. A says he's Adam. He's Alpha and Omega. Apostle, author, and finisher of faith. B says he's Bishop, Blessed One, Blessed Hope, Branch, Bread of Life, Bridegroom, Bright and Morning Star. C says he's captain of salvation, chief shepherd, chief cornerstone, chosen of God, Christ, the Christ, Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus our Lord, Christ of God, Christ the Lord, Christ the power of God, Christ the wisdom of God, Christ the Son of God, Christ the Son of the Blessed, the Savior, a counselor. D says he's David, deliverer, door, day star. E says he's Emmanuel, everlasting father. F says he's, my, he's faithful, true, faithful witness, faithful and true witness, finisher of faith, first and last, first begotten, first begotten of the dead, forerunner, friend of sinners. G says he's God blessed forever, God's dear son, God with us, governor, good shepherd, great shepherd of the sheep. 
H says he's the head of the church, heir of all things, high priest, head of the corner, uh, head of the corner, uh, holy one, holy one of God. I says he's the image of God. J says he's Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ our Lord, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus our Savior, Jesus the Son of God, judge and just one. K says he's king forever, king of Israel, king of the Jews, king of kings. L says he's the lamb, lamb of God, life, light, light of the world, light to the Gentiles, living bread, living stone, lion of the tribe of Judah, Lord of Lord, Lord of glory, Lord over, uh, over all, Lord of righteousness, Lord over all. M says he's Michael, master, mediator, messenger of the covenant, Messiah, uh, morning star, mighty God, my brother, my bridge, my life, my strength, my life, my peace, my God, my hope, my joy, my all, my wheel in the middle of the wheel. N says he's the Nazarene. O says he's the offspring of David. He's the only begotten of the Father, the only begotten Son. P says he's the Passover, the power of God, precious corn stone priest prince prince of life prince of peace prophet R says he's rabbi rabboni ransom redeemer rock rock of ages rock of offense root root of David root of Jesse S says he's a savior shepherd shepherd and bishop of souls he's sweet yes he is Shiloh uh, son of the father son of God son of the blessed son of David son of the highest stone of stumbling T says he's a teacher he's the true light he's the true vine he's the truth U says he's the unspeakable gift V says he's the very Christ W says he's wonderful He's the way. He's the witness. He's the word. He's the word of life. He's the word made flesh. X says he's extraordinary. And Y says yes he is. And Z says he's the zenith of God. The zest of God. The zephyr moving gently in my life. He's everything I need. Honey in the rock. Shelter in the storm. Peace in the valley. Light in darkness. Friend in trials. Bridge over troubled waters. Answer to the problem. Money when the rent is due. You can't make me deny him I know too much about him and if you don't know him you need to get to know him today I commend him to you I commend him to you Jesus an anthem in one word Jesus ah yes he is an oratorio in two syllables Jesus 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 you gotta get to know him and maybe there's somebody like that woman at the well. Today you're ready, you're ready to say, Jesus, you've stopped by for me. Just for me. Take the world, but give me Jesus. At the well I was seeking for things that would not Sing it, sis. Satisfied. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I heard, I heard the Savior speaking. Try it. Draw from the will that never runs that dry. That never will run dry. Oh, yes. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill it up. I lift it up, Lord. Come. 
and quench. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Oh, bread of heaven. Bread of heaven. Yes. Feed me, Feed me. till I, I want no more. No more. Oh, yes. Fill it up. Yes, take my cup. Fill my cup and make me Oh, whole. bless the Lord. Somebody, somebody needs to make that commitment today. I want Jesus. I want you to stand right where you are. Well, it's, it's not a, today's not been just an exercise, but today you're saying, I want what Jesus is offering. Whether you're a member or not, whether you, have a, you think you have a relationship with Jesus or not, but you're saying in your heart right now, that, that which Jesus desires so much to give me, that living water, I want it. I need it. I invite you to stand with me. I'm standing because I need it. I got to have it. I don't want to be without it. Oh, praise God. Now, there may be somebody that you just haven't known him or you, you thought you knew him, but you wandered away and now you want to come back and make that connection right. I want to invite you to come while everybody's standing. You can just step out. You, you may have been a member, been here, and you just haven't known him. You, you found something today you didn't know before and the Savior has passed this way. And you want him to bless you. I'm just going to make the call. It's okay. Just making the call, doing what Jesus told me to do. He wants you to have life and to have it more abundantly. That's his desire for you. Life and that more abundantly. Pray with me then. All right. Here's my brother. Oh, praise God for your bold step. The Lord sustain you. May he sustain you and keep you. My brother stepped out in courage. Oh, the Savior is passing by. Oh, don't let him go. Got another brother here. Oh, we're still praising God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, may the Lord strengthen you. Give you everything you need. Oh, in his power. Oh, yes. Oh, the call is still going out. The Savior has come by this way. It's not an accident that he showed up today. Jesus planned to be here. He knew you would be here. He wanted our paths to cross. He has something for you. Somebody else needs to say, Jesus, if you would give me that water, I'll leave my empty water pot by the well, the cesspools of the world, the pleasures that they have to offer. I'll leave my empty water pot if you just give me this joy this preacher is talking about. Yes. He wants you to have it. Yes. Won't you just step out and say, Savior, Savior, while on others thou art calling, don't pass me by. Oh, just, just another moment. We're going to have to close. Oh, praise God. Let's pray together. Jesus, our only joy be thou. Father, take this world, but give us more of Jesus. Holy Spirit, transform our dry hearts to an oasis 
a spring of living water welling up to eternal life. Give us this water that we never thirst and that our thirst is never quenched. We confess the sin of, uh, of looking for joy in all the wrong places. May the joy of the Lord be our strength. Inspire us to leave our empty jars at the cesspool of worldly pleasures. Fill us with your Holy Spirit until we become God intoxicated. Until love flows like a broken uh, water main. Fill us until self is annihilated and Christ sits enthroned upon our hearts. And Lord, these souls that step forward today, oh, a special anointing. A special anointing, Lord. Put a hedge about them. Seal their decisions today. It's written down in heaven. They stood for you. So Father, send Jesus and Jesus will stand for them in the judgment hour. Keep them from the evil one. He desires to have them, to sift them as wheat. He desires to make fun of their decisions today. But may they be steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the word of God until you shall come. And Lord, keep us faithful. Keep us faithful. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.